Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Text today, looking at that epistle lesson from the letter of James. Please be seated. And that passage from James may be somewhat familiar, talking about the tongue and how it can be a very powerful thing. What people say can be very powerful, either with positive or negative impact. What someone says can start a war or stop one. Or, as James says, it can steer a ship through a storm or burn down a forest. It can curse people or praise the Lord and Father our God. Now, you've probably had times where you've been on the receiving end of a storm or forest fire or a curse because of what someone has said to you or about you. You may be all too familiar with the negative impact of what people can say. Because what you say has power. There's an old saying from World War II, loose lips sink ships. And that's true. What you say can be very hurtful. Now, there's also a saying that's not true. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but not true. <laughs> Words can hurt. Now, like him or not, Rush Limbaugh once said, words mean things. How true. And that's why words can be mean. Yeah, words can hurt you, but there are also probably times when you started a storm or a forest fire or cursed someone. That power of what people say may have come out of your mouth or out of your keyboard or your phone or any other electronic device today. The power of what you say had a negative impact on somebody. Yeah, you push that send button and there it goes, right? James puts it very simply in the reading today in verse 10. My brothers and sisters, all right, ladies, you're not off the hook here. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Now, I'm willing to bet that when you've said something powerful with a negative impact to someone that you were sorry for it, You'd, you regretted it, you'd really like to take it back, but you oftentimes can't. Again, you, you, you push send and there it goes. You can't take it back. So when, you're, when you regret it, when you're sorry for it, and you'd, you'd like to take it back, what do you do? What do you do with that? Well, you say something. You say something helpful. 
something good, something with a positive impact. And it's called confession. We do that in worship here. We did that at the beginning of the service. We, we confess together that we sin in thought, word, and deed. And what you say in confession is powerful. Sure, confession is powerful because it can, it can clear your, your conscience and get it off your chest and, and help you to feel better about yourself. But there's more. But wait, there's more. Infomercial sermon here. Confession. Okay. In the small catechism, remember that that book? Remember? There's a new one now. There's a new small catechism. They keep getting bigger. Pretty soon they'd have to call it the medium catechism. Okay. In the small catechism, talking about confession, it says this. Confession has two parts. One, first, that we confess our sins, and second, that we receive absolution. That is forgiveness. In confession, there's what you say in confessing your sins, but there's also what God says, and He says it to you. He says, you're forgiven. When you say, I'm sorry, that's powerful because then God says, you're forgiven. When you say, I confess, when you say, I'm sorry, when you say, I've sinned in thought, word, and deed, God says, you're forgiven. It's that simple and yet so powerful that God forgives you no matter your sin, no matter how bad it is or how burdened your conscience is or or how dirty you feel about what you've said, done, or thought. What God says is more powerful because no matter how bad what you've said, no matter the fire you started, what God says is more powerful powerful twice in the absolution that I pronounce to you twice it says you're forgiven of all of your sins all of them not just the little white lies or the little things that you did but even the most disgusting things all of them And again, words mean things. The word all means all of your sins. As a pastor, it's my privilege and joy to say that to you, to say what God says to you. The pastor gets to announce God's grace to you. God says, it's by Christ, the pastor says, It's by Christ's authority that I forgive your sins. See, when the pastor announces the forgiveness of sins and says, I forgive you, it's not his authority. It's God's authority. It's God speaking to you. 
Not that the pastor is God. Okay, please don't put that on me or any other pastor. We have enough problems already, not to, to have to be that. But this, this is powerful stuff that's happening here. This is God speaking to you directly and saying, I forgive you of all your sins. It's not just some guy in a, in a white dress up here talking to you. This is God speaking to you. You are forgiven by Christ's authority, by what he's done, by his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. It's words of forgiveness that are backed up with that. It's forgiveness that Jesus paid for and now gives to you freely. Forgiveness that Jesus even said while he was dying on the cross. When he forgave the people, the very people who were, who were crucifying him with, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. And then some of his last words, it is finished. Powerful words because the work that was needed to forgive you of all of your sins was completed in that death on the cross. It's finished. And that's the essence of Christianity. Sure, there's a lot of, a lot of labels that people give to Christianity or things that they think it is or should be, that it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a social program or it's, it's a political thing or it's some sort of, just a charity. No, it's really about the forgiveness of sins. It's about what God says. Absolution. Forgiveness given in Christ. And that's what happens when we gather in worship I mean, that's the power of what God says to us here. But not just in worship, but also daily. Daily forgiving your sins with the power of your, your, your personal confession and His forgiveness of you each day. Confessional, c- confession is a powerful, positive use of what you say. It's one of the best things you can use your tongue for is confessing your sins, but more so is the power of God in what he says to you. Now, another positive thing to say that's powerful, another good use of your tongue is to say good things about people. Okay? I know. It's so easy today to say hurtful things. Kind of feels satisfying when you do, doesn't it, sometimes, huh? But like James says, my brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. We look again at the small catechism, or the becoming not so small catechism, talking about one of the commandments, my favorite commandment, actually. Not my favorite commandment to break, all right, don't, it's not that. No. The eighth commandment, commandment number eight, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. And then the good Lutheran question, what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. I I personally like the older explanation that says to put the best construction on everything. 
I know that is hard to do, especially in this day and age. But we should find good things to say about people, especially people that we don't agree with, that we may not even like, or people that don't agree with us and may not even like us. Find good things to say. How do we do that, okay? Pretty much just delete social media, all right? Just, no, I jest. And don't look at the comment section and anything, uh, any article. Uh, what happens in there? Oh, my gosh. Find ways to speak well of people. Defend them. Say things in kind ways. And if you can't, then if there, you've got nothing good to say, then don't say anything. Sometimes it's the best use of our tongue is to not use our tongue. I'm pretty sure I came up with this saying, and if I didn't, I apologize to whoever came up with it before, but a closed mouth gathers no foot. <laughs> All right? A closed mouth gathers no foot. Now, another good use of the tongue, another way to have a, a positive impact about what you say is to tell others about Jesus. To tell others about Jesus. What a great way to glorify God with what you say. To say to others the hope and comfort that you have in Christ. I mean, tell them about what Jesus has done for you. Sometimes we get so tongue-tied and we don't know what to say to people in witness to them, but just tell them what Jesus means to you, what He's done. The hope, the joy, the comfort you have in His death and resurrection. The, 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 the hymn that we sang today, um, the, the opening hymn, verse number, verse number three, no, verse number four. Tell how the Father sent His Son to save us. Tell of the Son who life and freedom gave us. Tell how the Spirit calls from every nation of His new creation. When you tell other people about Jesus, know this. It is so powerful. Because this isn't you speaking. This is God speaking through you. Now, don't let that scare you, okay? <laughs> but to embolden you, to give you courage that when you tell other people about Jesus, this is God speaking to them as He speaks to you His words of forgiveness. So, watch your tongue. Be concerned about what you say, but be even more concerned about what God says to you. Absolution, forgiveness, that is powerful stuff. And may what God says to you, may it steer the ship of your life, and may then the power of what you say always have a positive impact on others through what Jesus has done for you and says to you that you are forgiven. Amen.
Now may the grace of God, which goes beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.